Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Today I have a lovely conversation with a fellow South African and former Miss Universe, former Miss South Africa, Demi Lee Thibault, married to Tim Thibault of the Tim Thibault Foundation. We talk about how Demi managed her mental health during the Miss Universe pageant and even how as a public figure she manages her mental health. We also talk about her deep faith and how this helps her with her mental health and her well-being. We also talk about how to develop sustainable self-confidence, especially as a woman with the rise of social media. She also shares an, a scary story about how she was carjacked in South Africa by five men and how she managed to get away. And that was from years of her going through self-defense training. And she now runs conferences called Unbreakable, Helping Women to Defend Themselves. She also talks about her other different types of philanthropic work and how she's taken her platform and used this to help others. This is a great conversation and very encouraging and very inspiring. So let's dive in. Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce an anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle, and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide, and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody. No matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Well, I am so thrilled and so excited to have Demi Thibault with me today in, in the studio to talk about her life. Demi is a South African, so we've already been talking and had to stop talking so that we could start the interview. Well, I am absolutely thrilled and honored that you've joined me today. Thank you so much, Demi. Oh, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for having me. It's always so wonderful to hear a fellow South African beautiful accent. And as we're doing this interview, I am actually so fortunate to be sitting in South Africa, just visiting my parents and, you know, how beautiful just the Cape Winans, all Cape area is. And it's actually, it's wildflower season right now. So you have all these beautiful, just little wildflowers popping up all alongside the road and just such a beautiful time of the year. So happy to be here and so happy to be speaking with you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy to be speaking with you and I'm so jealous. I, that is such a beautiful time of the year. It's, <laughs> you know, once you, once you know South Africa, those of you that haven't been yet, make a trip. Because it is Cape Town Very and the true. Cape and the Winelands is one of the most beautiful places in the world. And I've been everywhere like you. And it is. It really, truly is a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. So I'm so yeah. pleased that you're talking from South Africa, which is fantastic. 
But Demi, you were Miss South Africa in 2017 and Miss Universe in 2017, and you moved to the States, and you have an incredible story. So I'd love you to just to give a little bit of background to my listeners and viewers. Most people know you, but if they don't, this is just a great chance for you to share and tell us a little bit about you and your life, and then we'll dive into some of the amazing things that you're doing. Don't want to bore them with a whole long background story, but if I could just put my life story in a, in a few sentences. Um, like you said, I grew up in South Africa, born and bred. I won Miss South Africa, which was one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to be a representative for our home, home country um, and just carry the South African flag high on a you know, big international stage. And uh, I was you know, so fortunate to be able to go and compete as Miss South Africa at the Miss Universe competition. And, you know, that really is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You can literally never ever compete at Miss Universe again it's you know not even like the Olympics where in four years you can give it another shot this is really a one and done and the reason for that is you can really never go back and win Miss South Africa twice or win your national title twice I was fortunate enough to win that competition that was another great honor of my life and I moved to New York City that was part of my contract as Miss University live in New York City for a year and that year was so crazy I had so many international trips that I just didn't even really get to experience America or you know or even take even New York and I decided soon after I moved there that you know what I'm traveling so much that I would love to stay at least another year and just you know give my, the modeling world a go and see what I can make out of the, my career after Miss Universe. Um, and in between all of that craziness, I met my boyfriend back then, who then became my fiance and is now my husband, Tim Tebow. And long story short, America is now a pretty much permanent home for me, but I still spend a lot of time back in South Africa. Like I said, I'm actually here right now. My, my family, everyone is still back here. So whenever I get the opportunity to come back to South Africa, I grab that opportunity with both hands and I make my I understand way that. <laughs> Even when travel it, traveling is crazy at the moment. I don't know. I'm sure so many of you guys listening will relate, but I mean, oh, this gosh, trip is yeah. canceled flight on canceled flight, but we made it couple of days of traveling but we made it and yeah so living in Jacksonville Florida at the moment we have three beautiful dogs Chunk Paris and Kobe I have been so fortunate to be able to use the platform that I've been giving been given as Miss Universe um, and Miss South Africa to really use it as a stepping stone and I never wanted to see that opportunity as my end destination my end goal for me that was always a stepping stone to where I wanted to be one day and you know in that moment of being Miss Universe I knew that I did not necessarily that that wasn't my end goal that wasn't my end destination but it's so hard between all that craziness to really fully know what your end goal is. And I think in that moment, I probably put a lot of pressure on myself to fit a mold that the world probably wanted a former Miss Universe to fit into, whether that be becoming an actress or becoming a, you know, supermodel. And that mold just didn't quite fit for me, just didn't quite feel right. I've always been very driven. As a young child, I remember just being a little entrepreneur, selling pies at my mom's office, or I was in boarding school my whole high school career in South Africa. And I remember that I saw a big need and 
to write a bullet. And that was that everyone always forgot to bring their own toilet paper. We were asked to bring our own toilet paper. And listen, that's a pretty big dilemma in a, in a big boarding school with 120 girls. So, that's so you know, funny. I've seen yeah. <laughs> opportunities. And that's kind of where I think my background as an entrepreneur started. My love for business started. All my, my parents are their own business owners, entrepreneurs. And actually, my stepmom is a neuropsychologist. So okay. I um, have learned so much from her throughout my whole life. She's taught me the most incredible lessons. So I'm sure you guys will actually have a lot in common. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have to connect one day all our families in South Africa for sure. We will definitely get that done. Oh, that's an incredible background. And you, you also have some very interesting stories about, I mean, please just, just quickly go to Sedgefield where you grew up. I know that part. I mean, you know, when I was just you were describing the little village of 15, you know, little town of 15,000, yeah. how you went to George for boarding uh-huh. school. You know, it's always so nice yeah. hearing the places that you've visited and been to and such a gorgeous part of the world. And so interesting that you, you know, that you landed up going to boarding school and just all that experience. And Miss South Africa, Miss Universe. So I have to ask you the first question I really want to dive in and ask you is all of this is quite challenging. You're a young girl. You're exposed to all of this thing, going to boarding school. There's a, there's a lot of stuff you've gone through, which would have challenged a lot of just mental health, being just managing, just coping and things. How did you cope with all these being in the spotlight, going to boarding school, going up, being on the huge stage from a small little town? It's quite a transition. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? It really is quite a big transition, to be honest, from a very small town where, you know, we have one grocery store, one clothing store that really just stocks school clothing and the pure basics, you know, in our little town to moving to one of the biggest cities in the world where, you know, they say, if you can't find it in New York, you probably don't need it. So that was quite a large transition, but definitely a fun one. You know, Dr. Neve, I, I think I only realized a couple of years ago that I'm, I've probably been in therapy my whole life because my stepmom is a neuropsychologist and she also has her own, own uh, practice. So she does practice as well. And, you know, as she really is a second mom to me. I've known her since I was very, very young and she's been in my life, my, you know, just since I was three years old. So I, you know, people would ask me, have you ever gone to therapy? Like, no, I've never been to therapy, but I realized that no, actually I have been in therapy my whole life. So, you know, from a clinical perspective, I've learned such valuable skills as, you know, from the young girl at the age of a young girl, I've learned such practical tools, skills that I could apply to my own life. I I think one thing that my stepmom as a psychologist taught me from a very young age is how to set healthy boundaries, that no is an answer. And that those are things that I definitely were able to apply to my life from a young age. And she really gave me the ability and the confidence to not feel afraid to set healthy boundaries. I think, you know, especially as women in the the culture and the day and age that we live in, or just in the world that we live in, we are so scared to hurt other people's feelings. We have been taught from a young age, don't make a fuss, don't make a scene, you know, you're probably wrong about that. You're over, over exaggerating, you're being too dramatic. But you know what I think? My our sixth sense is our intuition is something that is a beautiful gift that I think a lot of women have. I mean, not just women, but I think it 
I don't know the science behind it, but I think it is a beautiful gift that that we have. And you can probably speak more to that, but to listen to that, to not question that intuition, to to seek that in, intuition, because I think as a believer, I believe that in, that intuition also comes from the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that is a protecting mechanism for you. So I think that's something that I've always tried to focus on, trying to make stronger. And other than that, I think from a mental health perspective, you know, a couple of years ago, the word mental health wasn't even as popular of a phrase as it is now it wasn't as comfortable of a phrase as it is now but I think it's great that we are talking about it that we are normalizing the conversation I think it's needed and I think something else that is super helpful when it comes to mental health is knowing that you can have a strong community around you I think as you know as the human race, we were built for community. We were built for togetherness. We weren't built to be secluded. And I think that is a a place that the enemy can very easily just have a field day in and make it his own is when we seclude ourselves, when we put ourselves away alone from the people that love us, that care for us, that want to be there for us and so that has always been something that I focus on even as pretty much my mom's only child I had a little sister but she passed away a couple of years ago but you know really growing she was much younger than than me as well so really growing up as the only child that was something that I I had to focus on is to create a strong community and thankfully I already had that with with my four parents, my parents were separated and divorced when I was really young, but I was very fortunate to gain two amazing, I don't even want to call them step parents because they have truly, both my stepfather and mother have really raised me as their own child, which I'm very, very grateful for. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing those things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Well, that's incredible. You, you highlight some really important facts, the, the boundaries, which is really vital that we understand our own self-boundaries and understand how to create boundaries and knows, and knows an answer. I love that. The, the community aspect is so important. You know, it's not about us. It's about us in the world and isolation. We, we, we need deep, meaningful connection. I, I love how you approach that because our current biomedical model is all about, oh, there's emotions and illness. And if you have an emotion, there's something wrong with your brain. 
Meanwhile, we can't find a cause in the brain if we having if we challenge it, just being being a child of divorced parents, being having great you you you're very fortunate you've got great stepmoms, but there's still that challenge. There's still the challenge of going to another country. We also move countries of being in the public eye of going to boarding school. These are all challenges that are totally part of being human, and our responses to those aren't mental illnesses. They are lifelong. They, they are normal responses. So the point I'm making is that I love how you've outlined, because one of the things in this podcast, cleaning up the mental mess, is to help people recognize that our life stories, we respond to our, our, our life experiences become our life stories. And how we respond is part of being a normal human. And we need the community. We need the boundaries. We need all of those things to help us. We don't need a label and to get stuck in a box. We need to recognize those things. So I'm so pleased you highlighted the vital aspects of the normal human experience. Can we talk a little, if you're comfortable, about your sister? Because you talk about how that's how you met your husband. You're at yes, a, that's and I thought that was just mm-hmm. a lovely, beautiful story and, and very honoring of of your sister as well. Are you comfortable sharing a little bit about that? Of and, course. Okay. Yeah, of course. My sister is such a big part of my life and my life story, my 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 marriage story, and she really was our little matchmaker. My husband has. You know, let me backtrack a little bit. I think one of the most beautiful things about our marriage is that our life's purposes, our life's missions and goals were aligned before we ever even met. And, you know, on the surface level, you might look at myself and my husband and you might think, wow, these two really have nothing in common. I mean, I'm a rugby girl. I don't know about you, Dr. Lee, but, you know, I'm a rugby and cricket girl. He's a football guy. He loves American sports. I've never seen a football or a baseball or even basketball game in my life until really until I met him. So, you know, when I first met my husband, I knew him as the night to shine guy. I had at that point, never seen a football game, never seen a baseball game. And for those of you listeners that, that might not have the, the reference, my, my husband used to play professional football, um, uh, you know, professional baseball. And so by the point I met him, I just, I had just not, no idea about his professional sport background, but I did know him as the night to shine guy. And the reason for that is night to shine is a worldwide prom for people with special needs hosted in over 750 locations in over 40 countries at the moment. We serve, you know, hundreds of thousands of um, honored kings and queens. And that all happens on the Friday before Valentine's Day every single year. And it is just one beautiful celebration of life, of people like my sister. And when I first moved to the U.S. and lived in New York and I was, you know, Miss, Miss Universe, I, I did internet, you know, U.S.-based media, Good Morning America, etc. And they would ask me about my sister and I've never been shy to share about her. But as a big sister, I've always been very protective of her and never wanted the media to make a story out of my sister's life because that can very easily happen. And I was just always very cognizant of that. But the Tim Tebow Foundation and my husband, well, then Tim, just Tim at the time, reached out and wanted to invite my sister to Night to Shine that was hosted for the first time in our home country, South Africa as well. And unfortunately, my sister's health condition was just too poor that she could not physically attain. But to make a whole long story short, the invitation and, you know, the invitation for my sister is really what brought us together. So, you know, basically, he invited my sister to prom and not me, but I'll take it. (laughs) You'll take it. Oh, that's amazing. That's beautiful. 
And, you know, now fast forward a couple of years, we get to serve a large, honestly, one of the biggest minority groups in the world is the special needs community. And we get to serve alongside one another for people that means so much to both my husband and I. And that is such a great honor to be walking alongside my husband, serving alongside him, serving alongside the Tim Tebow Foundation, and in a sense, also getting to see my little sister's legacy live on through that. We we did lose her in 2019. I'm so she sorry. Away mm-hmm. when she, was, thank you. she passed away when she was 13 years old, but you know, every year we still get to celebrate her in so many ways. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how your legacy can live on? When you have the right shift in perspective and you turn around and help others, it's that community thing you spoke about. And, you know, you can just see it sort of glowing out of your face and out of your life. And just in terms of what the two of you are doing, you've taken your, both of your incredible gifts and your public platform, where, as you said, you could have become a supermodel, you could, but you've turned it around and you are helping others that are communities that are not recognized enough and doing what you can to do that. We've actually been in talks with the Tim Tebow Foundation in, in the States here in terms of helping with the helping with programs for, dis- for your, you know, the dis- in your night to shine and that kind of thing, which has mm-hmm. been amazing. And just knowing what you, what you do is incredible and how you've turned your life into that gift for others, which is more enriching, I'm sure, than anything. I mean, talk about, about just how that touches you and just tell us a little bit about that experience of being involved in such an incredible movement. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what you just mentioned, Dr. Leaf, is, is so vital and I think when we focus on ourselves, that becomes the absolute object that we're focusing on, right? And we can completely get consumed with ourselves, our problems, the things that we need to do better, work better at, get better at. And that can, I'm speaking from personal experience, you know, that can really consume you in a big way. And I, I see something that you know, just to take an example, like Nighty Shine, we, the Tim Tebow Foundation has 16 different ministries or initiatives, and uh, the special needs uh, community is just one initiative that they serve in. But there's various aspects. My my heart is, is specifically with the special needs community and as well as the fight against human trafficking. That is a very big passion of mine. And, you know, I've just seen that the moment you take the shift away from just fully focusing 100% on yourself and focusing on someone else's needs, I, you know, I think the Lord can use that to put so much of your own life into perspective and can take all that pressure of all the things that you need to do for yourself, just off of yourself, and to focus on what you can actually do for someone else is, you know, by giving, you're actually receiving so much in return. You know, I, I remember the first time I went to go and volunteer at a Night to Shine prom in, when was that, 2019. I, I left with the mindset that I'm going to serve, I'm going to be giving, I'm going to be helping, I'm going to be shining shoes and putting tiaras on all the honored queens at the Night to Shine prom. And, you know, I was going to be giving up myself. And I definitely did that, that, you know, I did that the whole night to my best ability. But man, I left feeling so fulfilled, feeling so loved back, feeling so appreciated, feeling like I actually added to someone else's life and indirectly that really filled my own life with so much joy and happiness and I think that's just something really beautiful that we all can do you know sometimes I think we limit ourselves by saying I have to do something extravagant 
to make a difference in someone's life. But I think we we put ourselves in a box, we limit ourselves because you never know how your life can be used to impact someone else's. And I think the only thing that we need when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to be do, that we need to do is to to be obedient where we are being called that is beautiful and that brings me to the question of you know your faith has been really important to you through this whole journey of your life and into the hugely into the public eye and then once again now taking all those that that incredible gift that you have to touch people's lives and turning that back into a different way of touching people's lives in terms of serving you pretty much serve people and try and make a change. And your faith has played a very big role in this. Can you talk a little bit about how this has helped you? Whatever you want to say about your, your faith and your belief and what this has done for you as a person. And you mentioned earlier on about this deep wisdom and insight. And I just wanted to give you a little bit of science behind that, that that is actually yeah. our deepest part of us is uh, what I call an unconscious mind from the scientific research. And that is this inner wisdom that we have that is connected to something beyond us. And it's there, it's inside of us. And as we reach out in community and create the soft boundaries and do the things that you've been saying and serve others, you're actually tuning into that, that deep internal wisdom and, and making a difference in people's lives. And your life is very evident of that. Your, yours and Tim's, what you're doing, is very evidence of tapping into that inner wisdom, that inner deep spiritual faith. So I'd love you to just share a little bit about that. Yeah, thank you. I think something that I, I've always, I've grown up as a, as a believer, I grew up in church. Uh, my parents are, are all Christian and, you know, that's just the way I grew up. But I remember that, you know, that I was told that I, I had given my life to, to Christ when I was a young girl. But I think I was so young that I did not fully comprehend what that, what that meant, what the magnitude of that decision was. And, you know, I think to a certain extent, being five, six years old, you don't even have a clear memory by the time you're 15 or 16 years old. And I just remember being in high school questioning, you know, like, but did, did I actually surrender my life to Christ? Just kind of having that, that unsettledness, that, that feeling of just wondering, just not being fully certain. And one day our school was devastated by the loss of a dear friend when I was in 11th grade. And we all gathered on the sports field to just pray for his life and for his family. And youth pastor just, you know, asked if there was anyone that wanted to sin- surrender their, their life to Christ. And right there on the sports field, right before my final math exam. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons, I don't know. I never liked math a lot. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, right there on that sports field, I just rem- remember that, you know, I just, I don't want to doubt. I don't want to doubt this ever again. I don't want to doubt the decision that I made. And I put up my hand and our youth pastor prayed with me. And I remember that I walked away from that sports field knowing that I never, ever have to question where I will spend eternity ever again. And that's and that, that was the best decision that I have ever made in my entire life and probably will be the best decision that I ever make in my entire life. 
But, you know, surrendering your life to Christ does not mean that it's just going to be easy. It's not going to mean that it's always going to be smooth sailing. There's going to be hard times. The Bible tells us that we will have trials and tribulations, but take heart because the Lord has overcome the world. You know, in this world, we will have trials and tribulations, but he has overcome the world. And, you know, there's been so many times in my life where I have faced trials and tribulations. You know, I think two of the most two of the hardest things that I faced in my life have also formed a big part of my life's purpose. And one of those things were, were my sister losing my sister and, and just my life, my sister's life overall. It, it was a really hard time in our, in our family's life. But, you know, I've told you the story of how, how, how beautifully that had ended and, you know, just how God has used my sister's life in such a beautiful way. But also the second hardest thing that I have faced in my life was probably a couple of years ago in 2017 on a Wednesday evening, broad daylight, peak hour traffic in Johannesburg, South Africa. I was held at gunpoint by five armed men and, and carjacked. I tried running away, but they grabbed me, pushed me back into the vehicle. And, you know, to make a whole long story short, I was able to escape that situation unarmed, uh, unharmed that I'm very grateful about. But that situation served as a catalyst to me learning about something that I genuinely did not know existed in the year 2017. And that is that an estimated 40.3 million people in the world are, as we're sitting right now, estimated to be trapped in some form of either sex or labor trafficking. That horrible, traumatic incident had shifted my life in such a big way where one, I was able to learn way more about the gender-based violence situation in South Africa, the horrors that women in South Africa face. And secondly, just the horrors that women face all around the world. And by the way, it's not just women, it's men and children as well. I just left the Philippines a couple of months ago where, you know, we learned that eight out of 10 Filipino children are vulnerable to be sexually exploited online. And 42% of children that are sexually exploited online were done so by their own parents and 80% by a relative, a neighbor, a friend, a family friend, a teacher, etc. which is awful. It is an evil that you can't even fully comprehend. And, you know, my husband and I believe that that's one of the greatest evils that we are facing in our world today. You know, it's one thing when you don't know, it's one thing when you don't have the knowledge, but when you do know and you decide to just absolutely do nothing, I don't know how you decide to do nothing when you have the knowledge and perhaps even a small opportunity to make an impact in even just one person's life, because I believe even just one person's life is worth fighting for. So, you know, two of the, the greatest trials in my life have really both led to my life's greatest purpose. And my sister-in-law, Christy Allen, always says that the, the Lord will never waste pain that is given to him. And I resonate with that so much because I have seen how he has done that in my own life with losing my sister, with the traumatic incident that I you know, went through, how he truly used the pain that that caused in my life for purpose. Peak tea has long been one of my favorite tea brands. I drink the Earl Grey tea every day and love how delicious it is and how easy it is to take with me when I'm traveling or on the go. 
Recently, I also started using Peak's liposomal vitamin C as well, and it has made such a difference in my life. Natural collagen production starts to slow down in our 20s, and I'm 59 now, so this product has become an important part of my daily routine. Vitamin C is vital in the production of collagen and plays a key role in keeping our skin plump, supple, and glowing as we age. Liposomal vitamin C is maximized for absorption to support healthy collagen levels for healthy skin and provide immune support, especially with cold and flu season upon us. Peak's liposomal vitamin C is full of antioxidants from organic elderberry superfood complex that can help smooth and brighten skin and combat hyperpigmentation and sunspots, sun damage from inside out. I love that it makes a great addition to my skincare routine, especially since I already use a topical vitamin C serum and that it only has seven clean ingredients. It's the beauty wellness shot that I look forward to take every day, delicious and nutritious. Plus it's non-GMO, non-soy and has no refined sugars or preservatives. For a limited time, special offer, get 15% off and free shipping on your first month's supply of daily radiance by going to peaklife.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's peaklife.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. And that's impacted your well-being, your mental well-being, how you function and how you give back to community, which has been your healing. You know, I can relate to, to both of those incidents, having grown up in South Africa as well. and. You know, you read about your your incidents and that, you know, to get away from five people, I do not know how you did that because that, and also just you, you and I know the statistics in South Africa for being carjacked and five men. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know a little bit more about how you actually got away. But we've also, my husband and I, with our four young children, when we were on the beach in South Africa at our holiday home, one of multiple incidents. If you live in South Africa and you're a South African, you and I could probably sit all day sharing stories. But we also underwent a situation where we were all nearly stabbed to death. and. You know, and it was just an absolute miracle that we that they were stabbing at my husband, these two men out of the blue, and they didn't even touch him. There was like this protection around him, and I had four small children, and how we got away. And you know, there's so many incidents like that how you can transform. As you say, when you've been touched like mm-hmm. that, your life transforms. And the Philippines, mm-hmm. I've been there too, and seeing those mm-hmm. the, the the slum areas, it's like you, it's and and those statistics, it was it was absolutely eye opening, horrific. So when you're nodding my head, your know, two incidents, I can relate so much to them and how that changes you. And, and I'm so yeah. pleased that you've taken that and are telling the world about that because we do need to stand together. It's the com- us together as a community that we can right. make the difference. Yeah. You know, Dr. Leaf, I love our home country so, so, so much. You know, and every chance I get to come back, I like I said before, I grab at that opportunity. But I think it would be unwise of us to be ignorant to the facts that so many women face in our country. Terrible. And it's terrible. Just, yeah, I mean, if there's even just, you know, even if we could just bring awareness to the world for people to just really understand what women in South Africa face. You know, we were celebrating Women's Month a couple of days ago on the 9th of August in South Africa. And, you know, that day is supposed to be a celebration. But I think many South African women will agree with me that I don't know if we can fully celebrate yet because there is so much that needs to be done in order to protect our women, to protect our children in this country. It is such a beautiful country. It is such a, uh, it's a country with so so much incredible potential. It's so full of the most beautiful resources. I mean, I'm literally sitting in my favorite city in the world, but we cannot be ignorant to pretending that 
we are safe as women in in South Africa. Demi, just talk a little bit, if you don't mind, just about let people be, be aware. I'd really love you to just talk a little bit about because it's uh, Cape Town is considered. I think it's the eleventh in the country in the world. It's the eleventh most dangerous city in the world. You know, so mm-hmm. you're not looking at something that is. This is not just a. This these these serious problems there. Would you mind just giving us a few statistics? I know you mentioned a few, but talk a little bit more about just so people are aware. I'm not fully clued up on the exact statistics. So Absolutely, just a broad overview. Out of turn, yeah. But I mean, you know, I think we have just rape against women and children is something that we face on a on a daily basis. A couple of weeks ago, we had a film crew that were uh, shooting. I think that's actually a story that made international news. But there's so many stories that you know don't make news that we never really even hear about. Never even never mind international news doesn't even make national news where you know we I believe it was a film crew where multiple women were raped by multiple men just being on set doing their job you know minding their own business it's just horrors that take place you know I'm not fully sure why these things happen I I really don't understand it. I would love to understand it better. I can speak. We the, some of the work that our foundation does here in South Africa. Um, our partners are Impact Africa, and they have they do incredible work. First and foremost, they try to equip mothers with the necessary skills, knowledge, tools, resources to be able to keep their own babies. You know, we know that culturally so many women end up in relationships where they fall pregnant, but it's uh, they, they might not be in a married relationship. And the moment they fall pregnant, they get left behind and the child gets left behind. And therefore, we, we are dealing with a large number of abandoned babies. And by abandoned babies... I mean babies that are found in trash cans, sewage strange, you know, public bathrooms, uh, just the most horrible of, you know, dumpsters, most horrible places. And so together with our partners, the Tintigo Foundation and our partners, Impact Africa, we have built a safe, safe home for babies that have been abandoned in the Johannesburg area. I think the statistic is that three to four babies get abandoned a day in, in Johannesburg, just the Johannesburg region of South Africa. Correct. And so, you know, that is such a sad thing to imagine that a mom who I'm sure loves that child feels that she is so desperate and in such a vulnerable position that she feels that that is her only choice. You know, that is something that is so sad. And so first and foremost, we we try to help create strong families. We try to help mothers be able to support their babies. But in case they feel that, that there is absolutely absolutely no other outcome we have provided a safe place for that baby to be able to be taken in to receive a loving caring home where they receive you know where they are well fed well taken care of and where they have the opportunity to first and foremost possibly be reintegrated with a family member and if not to be adopted into a forever family so there's so many things that that I think women deal with on their own in in our country and you know that's just that's just one of the things how would you like to give a holiday gift that will be appreciated every night i have two suggestions and a special offer from cozy earth the brand that made oprah's favorite things five years in a row my first suggestion is cozy earth bedding it's made using the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo their bedding is naturally temperature regulating so they'll sleep comfy all year around. I sure do. 
It's by far the best bedding I have ever slept in. And for me, great sheets means better mental health. My second suggestion is Cozy Earth's luxurious loungewear collection. From their ultra-soft lounge pants, tees and pajamas for women, to their popular joggers, pullover crews and hoodies for men, Cozy Earth loungewear is designed to flatter everybody type. And check out their premium plush and waffle bath towels. You'll love those too. Plus, every Cozy Earth bedding item comes in a beautiful reusable canvas bag. No gift wrapping required. Save 40% now on Cozy Earth. Hurry, holiday offer ends soon. Go to CozyEarth.com and enter my promo code, Dr. Leaf. That's D-R-L-E-A-F at checkout to save 40%. That's CozyEarth.com promo code, Dr. Leaf. The link and offer details will be in the show notes. Thank you for sharing that. And that's such a, a real problem. I remember when I was working in the, I used to go in the into the, you know, the township areas, which or they went out there for those of you that don't know in the apartheid era, the black community was pushed out into the out into the outskirts and put into these awful awful like townships. And I used to go for fifteen year, twenty five years. My husband would go and help to with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and then building of houses and getting them out of off the street and into homes. And that was what he did. And then I'd go in and work with the communities and help them learn how to learn and manage their mental health. And I remember one day a young girl coming. It, it was just, I was teaching a group of people about. A group. There would be thousands that would come. It would be unbelievable. And this young girl came, and there was a commotion, and, and the, the teachers just basically put a blanket around her, and they came up and whispered in my ear that they thought it was she was beating. They thought it was her men, her menstrual cycle, but she had just been raped. And she knew I was in town because I did so much work there, and she wasn't going to miss the session. And she crept to that that meeting in that state and wouldn't they wrapped a blanket around and she sat at my feet for four hours then you know that incident changed my life completely and it was in the early days of my work and research and I share that story to share just to underlie what undergird what you're saying and this is now almost 28 years ago and here we are sitting 28 years later and this is still a problem and you know this is a major problem so I just wanted to say thank you to you and to Tim for taking your platform and still Coming, even though you're in the States, you're still trying to help what's happening in South Africa and, and recognize that this is a major problem. So I just want to honor you both for that and say thank you. And may your, you know, may your, your foundation grow and touch you know, millions of lives. And I'm very happy to, I'm so thrilled to be able to share what you're doing. And, and I'd love to talk again. And I can't believe our, our conversations already come to an end. And I, I, I feel like we've just begun. But we will definitely have to talk again. So thank you. So much. Is there Bye-bye. anything that you'd like to just say, you know, in closing to, to, to share with my audience? Is there anything you'd like to, full of wisdom that you'd like to share? You know, gosh, I, I don't know how you have I would so many. share you even have more so many. wisdom. <laughs> no, I don't know how I would share more wisdom than you would be able to share. And you know, I just think something that I just personally love is, you know, when I when I read the Bible, I, I look at stories of you know Ruth and Naomi and I I look at I read them and I I read them as a Bible story but something that I've just realized is that no those are Bible realities it's things that women just like us went through yes 
ages ago, you know, in a different era, different lifetime, their circumstances were very different to the modern world right now. But the stories that they, you know, that their lives were about, you know, I think the story of Ruth and Naomi is talks so much about just obedience, being obedient to where you are called to in your life. And I think there's so much blessing in obedience and through obedience. And so I think just like I said in the beginning, just believe and follow the intuition that you have inside of you as a believer. I believe that that's the Holy Spirit guiding me every single day and that I believe and and try to hold on to that. And secondly, just be obedient to what you're called to in your life. I believe that there will be great blessing in obedience. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Demi, how can people find out more about you, about the Tim Tebow Foundation? And also you do your basically unbreakable, the, the philanthropy project that you have running can you talk just you know in closing can you just tell us a little bit about that and how people can find out more and help you yeah that's so sweet well you can find us anywhere on social media i'm demi tebow type in demi tebow you will find something and then if you want to learn more about the tim tebow foundation you can visit the uh, tim tebow foundation.org they also have social media pages on all social media platforms that that you can look up to and unbreakable was actually i actually did not touch on that earlier but unbreakable was a workshop that was born out you know, as a a residue of the carjack that I went through. And the reason I wanted to start Unbreakable was to empower women in South Africa, just because of all the things that we had talked about just now that women in South Africa face to be able to empower them with physical and practical tools of how to one try to prevent the unwanted situation from happening when that is in your ability. It's not always in your ability, but secondly, how to handle a situation like that. And secondly, how to get away from a situation like that. It was so important to me to be able to start the Unbreakable Workshop because prior to my carjack experience, I actually went through multiple self-defense workshops. My my mom and my dad and you know my family had always sent me on women empowerment workshops and sa- safety driving courses. I mean, I could change a tire before I could even drive ever drive a, a vehicle, and you know that was just because I had really loving, caring parents um, that wanted to empower me with really practical tools and to I. Two of the things that I remembered in that traumatic incident was one, don't ever go to the second destination. You know, whatever is going to happen in your front yard or on a big avenue is probably not going to get better somewhere downtown with 10 other of their friends. So don't ever go to the second destination. And the second thing that I learned was the throat. It's accessible. It's extremely lethal so please don't ever joke around or play around with that um, you can you can kill someone by punching them in the throat you know it's not going to hurt uh, our hand it's it's accessible to any woman and the moment that I was pushed back into the vehicle I grabbed the steering wheel and I punched the guy on my side of the on my side of the vehicle as hard as I could in his throat and that bought me a very very small window split second opportunity to be able to run away and that was exactly what I did and those skills, uh, those practical tools were so, so applicable in my situation. And I wanted to be able to bring that to women that have not necessarily had the opportunity to attend a, safe, a safety driving course or a self-defense workshop. And I actually incorporated different field experts. I'm obviously not the field expert, but I incorporated different field experts like, you know, people that's in the same industry as yourself to speak about setting 
physical and emotional and mental boundaries for ourselves so that we can become comfortable with doing so. Get out of that elevator if you're not comfortable being in that elevator. Get out on the wrong floor. Go back to the lobby. Ask the manager of the grocery store to walk you to your vehicle. You know, just different things like that that I think is super practical that we can apply in our daily life and so that's where unbreakable was born we're actually in the process of relaunching it very very soon and now that we can have in-person events again so i will keep you posted and let you know and maybe one day you can join me that sounds amazing i'd love to do that and i can't wait to speak again and thank you for sharing that wow that is just in the few minutes you gave people some tips and so people be what you'll be watching for that and be fantastic to connect with you and help you in any way so thank you so much for joining me today you've been amazing Thank you, Dr. Leave. Have a wonderful day. You too. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections of errors.